thank you, my friends, for joining the podcast version of the Saturday Board with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, airing on AWSM Radio, Saturdays at 11 a.m., repeating Sundays at 11 a.m., but the podcast version being here on Anchor.fm. And, my friends, before we get started, I want to tell you about a great company that I use, I talk about every week, Social B. They are my social media management tool of choice, helping me manage me all of my social media empire profiles all over the world. They have all these unbelievable integrations, such as Canva, Unsplash, Giphly. Uh, you can connect RSS feeds to import blog content automatically, customize posts for each individual social media profiles, which you should, uh, automatically generate hashtags based on images and captions, recycle evergreen posts that are used, you know, you have to retype and paste them, Set up your own schedule, have multiple workspaces, team collaboration, although I'm a one-man operation, and finally, analyze the performance of all of your accounts. It is the one-stop social media management tool that you need to have, and you can try out 14 days for free. That's right. You don't need a special password or, or a special code. Check it out for 14 days, and I think you will like it as much as I do. All right, my friends. Oh, yeah, the link's in the post below, so be sure to check that out also. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's podcast version of The Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, on AWSM Radio. Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is The Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to The Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer entrepreneur, and amateur classic singer-songwriter. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day, all we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want you to be part of the conversation so you can find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the threads, although I should really post there more often. I don't, but I should. As well as Cameo and Twitch at Colt S. Taylor. Go to ColtSebastianTaylor.com for occasional update, but most importantly, subscribe to the podcast version of the show at... Uh, anchor.fm slash Taylor. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up this week, some sad news that you may have heard yesterday. Uh, the great Tony Bennett passed away at the age of 96, a legendary singer, songwriter, classic crooner that, who's whose uh, career expanded over seven decades, seven decades, 70 years of singing, sang from Frank Sinatra to Lady Gaga, sang with practically every major, uh, every major star over the last 70 years. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, some of his last uh, collaborations uh, was with Lady Gaga. Uh, he had his uh, farewell concert, in, I believe, uh, 2021. His last live performance was on August 3rd and 5th on 2021 at Radio City Music Hall uh, with Lady Gaga. Uh, his last TV special was uh, filmed 
during that time, debuted on November 28th, 2021. Uh, one last time, an evening with Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Uh, his last televised appearance and performance was also with Lady Gaga on December 16th, 2021, MTV Unplugged, filmed in a small, intimate uh, uh, studio in New York City. So, uh, like I said, he has had a large, long, long career, uh, starting in the uh, 50s and whatnot. Uh, he has won 20, 20 Grammy Awards, uh, including a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. His first awards were in 1963. Uh, but then between 1965 and 1979, he uh, uh, struggled a bit. Uh, a lot of singers at that time were singing contemporary songs, rock, trying changing with the times. He kind of stayed true to his origins. Uh, then in the uh, 80s, uh, he began to turn things around, got to get more, more and more popular. And then in the 90s, he had a almost unexpected resurgence of popularity being introduced to a new generation of uh, fans uh, throughout that time. Like, like, didn't change. Same band, same style, same outfit, almost the same songs. Uh, and uh, he, he connected with a lot of people. In fact, in fact, you may not remember this, and depending on how old you are, we're alive during this, but he w appeared in 19, I believe, 1994, 93, on MTV Unplugged, which was a show, which they still do, where uh, people came in and do acoustic versions of their... Uh, of their songs, and he came in and did it and just was seen by a whole new generation of people. Uh, he said during the show, quote, I've been unplugged my whole career. Uh, during that time, uh, during that show, Elvis Costello and Katie Lang both uh, appeared as guests and sang with him. Uh, then, uh, as he uh, turned into his 70s, um, he began to... Um, do duets with many, many different people. He released several duet albums, uh, along with like Aretha Franklin, uh, the late Amy Winehouse, which he had a bit of an affinity for, uh, although unfortunately she passed away. And then finally, finally she, um, um, finally he uh, kind of hooked up with Lady Gaga, and those two have been collaborating for the last decade or so on various albums. Uh, other people he sung with include Queen Latifah, uh, Willie Nelson. Uh, which is a uh, pretty, pretty, like I said, almost a a genre-crossing artist who could sing with just about anyone. Uh, his last Grammy Award win was in in 2022 uh, for a duet with Love for Sale with Lady Gaga, where he won Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. So, and I believe he was, is, or one of the oldest singers to have a Billboard uh, top Billboard song rank on there. Um, pretty, 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 pretty amazing stuff. He's also won a um, variety of other achievements, uh, including the Hollywood Walk of Fame, introduction to the Big Band Jazz Hall of Fame, Society of Singers Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, Lifetime Achievement Award for the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. Uh, in 2005, he was a Kennedy Center honoree. Um, he uh, won the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees Humanitarian Award, 
National Endowment for the Arts and Jazz Master Award, New Jersey Hall of Fame, that's a big one, obviously, uh, uh, Guinness World Record for the oldest person to reach number one on the U.S. album chart with a newly recorded album, Cheek to Cheek, at age 88 and 69, and um, Guinness World Record for the longest time between releasing an original recording and re-recording of the same single by the same artist for re-recording Fascinating Rhythm 68 years apart. And uh, then he won the uh, Guinness World Record for oldest person to release an album of new material uh, for 95 years old in 60 days. Pretty amazing stuff. And then when he won the Grammy, he became the second oldest person to win a Grammy Award on April 3rd. 2022, like I said, and I'm just, I'm skipping over a lot of awards, a lot of recognitions for Tony Bennett, probably could spend another 20 minutes talking about all the amazing things he did, uh, also had amazing cameos, one of my favorite cameos in Analyze uh, This at the end with Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro, very good stuff, but anyways, uh, Tony Bennett passing away today at the age of 96, uh, he had been suffering from um, Alzheimer's and dementia since 2016. Uh, however, he continued rehearsing once or twice a week and, and touring and singing up until about 2021. And a lot of doctors say that routine, the singing, the art that had helped him uh, negate and or delay some of the more severe symptoms of dementia and Alzheimer's. So, my friends, if you have a moment today, listen to some classic... Tony Bennett, who passed away this week at the ripe old age of 96. What a career. And we're going to continue with some great music news as well, because this is a radio station full of music. So other music news this week. Taylor Swift. I'm not a Swifty, but she's got talent. But Taylor Swift also made history this week with the female artist with the most, the most number one albums. Uh, she's broken the record uh, for the most number one albums by a female artists, according to Billboard. Uh, she has notched her 12th number one album with Speak Now, Taylor's version, uh, and broken the record held by Barbara Streisand, who had 11. Uh, she is now the first living artist in almost 60 years with four co-current albums in the top 10, also becoming the first woman and living soloist to have 11 albums co-currently charting in the Billboard 200. So she's been re-releasing a lot of her music uh, because of a copyright, um, a, a, a copyright uh, dispute with former owners of her original music. So to get her music back, she is re-recording it and re-releasing it. And now these are the new albums, and she has a pretty, pretty... Uh, loyal fan base and they have been just buying up this new these new albums making the previous albums eh, not worth as much uh so uh pretty pretty amazing stuff as you may remember last year last uh last week uh taylor swift concerts have had noticeable economic impact that has been detected in federal reports wherever she goes uh she is currently selling out stadiums during her eras tour uh, doing some pretty amazing stuff, amazing singer-songwriter herself, and is just doing a great job at it. So, once again, Taylor Swift, first female artist, not only to have 12 number one albums, sorry, Bab Streisand, you're now number two, 
but also having 11 co-current albums charting in the Billboard 200. So of the 200 of the 200 uh 200 top albums in the world right now, in the world right now, 5.5% of them are being uh are are, are Taylor Swift music. That is crazy. That is crazy. So, uh, congratulations, Ms. Swift. You are swiftly setting records. Boom! See what I did there? That's why I'm on radio. In other music news, we now go to Shakira. Shakira, uh, the famous Colombian-born uh, singer, uh, is uh, once again in a bit of tax issues. She now faces a second investigation for alleged tax, tax fraud in Spain. Yes, that's right. Not the first time she has, uh, has this has happened. Uh, an investigating magistrate in Barcelona uh, has, quote, opened a investigation drawing on the complaint filed by prosecutors against the singer Shakira for two alleged counts of tax fraud in 2018. Uh, Shakira is already awaiting trial uh, for tax evasion of $16.2 million in the years of 2012, 2013, and 2014. Um, she now lives in Miami, but she has denied previous tax charges of tax fraud uh, related to that time span through her public relations. In a statement released by her PR team, uh, quote, as has been stated on numerous occasions, Shakira defends having always acted in compliance with the law under the guidance of the best tax experts. Now she is focused on her artistic life in Miami and is calm and confident in a favorable resolution to her tax affairs. Uh, in July 2021, a judge in Barcelona ruled the singer could stand trial for alleged tax evasion. Uh, the magistrate said there were sufficient evidence to hold trial for Shakira's alleged tax evasion for the years of 2012, 2013, and 2014. The judge said that uh, Shakira had lived more than 200 days in Spain in each of those three years, 2012, 13, 14, making her liable to pay taxes in the company, uh, in, in the country. Uh, at the time, Spanish media reported that Shakira's team argued that her main residence was in the Bahamas, but uh, local media said she had a home in Barcelona with her former partner, Jard Pique, a former uh, foot Barcelona football defender. Uh, they had, they've had two children together, but announced their split in June 2022. The judge said that Shakira and a, tech and a financial advisor, also named in the ruling, used a series of companies and offshore tax havens to attempt to hide the sources of her income during those years. So, um, yeah, Shakira, uh, those hips don't lie. But uh, you should also not lie on your taxes. So hopefully she can get that uh, resolved and not take the Wesley Snipes school of tax evasion where uh, I think he was in jail for a bit. So hopefully she can sort of uh, sort that out. Now what you do not have to sort out is what you're going to be listening to Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night because we've got you here at AWSM Radio with DC, my personal friend, personal DJ, uh, first up, Fridays at 9 p.m., it's DC Live in Effect. Uh, you do not want to miss out while he mixes it up on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from South Florida every week. 
And on Saturdays at 10 p.m., it's House Party Saturdays, where DC brings his freestyling DJing to the max. House Party Saturdays gives you all the Miami vibe without actually having to be there. From the top clubs to the bars, DC will bring the party to you. That's Saturdays at 10 p.m. And then finally, it's Sunday at 10 p.m., it's DC live in effect again. Only here on AWSM Radio. So just to review, Fridays at 9, DC Live in Effect. Saturdays at 10, DC House Party Saturdays. And then Sundays at 10 p.m., DC Live in Effect once again. Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. We now go to India, where much like all over the world, I'm sorry to tell you, India, uh, Netflix has now ended password sharing in your country so, uh, if you've been sharing your family's account all over India or a friend's account, you can no longer do that. It has ended um, password sharing and has begun, begun to start restrictions in the country. The company will not allow users to pay, uh, to pay a share of their account uh, with uh, their friends and relatives. Uh, so, you, everyone in India will have to get their own account, unlike the United States, where families can sort of have a family account that can be shared across several households. In India, Netflix says no, because uh, they're terrible. So they say it would end uh, this week. So if you tried to log in last few days in India with a family password, probably cannot do that. Um, quote from a Netflix statement says, quote, a Netflix account is for use by one household. Everyone living in that household can use Netflix wherever they are, at home, on the go, on holiday, and take advantages of new features like transfer profile and manage access and devices. So you will be getting some emails soon informing that your account is meant for a single household member. Members outside the household can transfer their profiles to a new account and get a separate subscription. Uh, apparently, uh, it has been quite qu common for users in India to share their Netflix account with their friends, splitting the cost of the account between two or three users. Now, that will now end. Um, it is also noteworthy that Netflix announced paid sharing uh, to allow users to pay an additional amount to share their account in other markets like the United States, but, but not, uh, not in India. How can, how can Netflix figure this out? I'm sharing passwords. Well, my friends, your IP address, the device ID, where you're signing in, every device has a unique ID, and um, it's going to be difficult to, to, to fake that. Difficult to fake that. Uh, Netflix, will also require, uh, Netflix will also require users to enter access codes to get access outside the primary household for up to seven days. And they will have to connect the primary household's Wi-Fi at least once every 31 days. Now, they say this will not impact if you're traveling, but you will likely have to verify your identity on a mobile device somewhere else. Um, uh, the premium offer, uh, 4K content up to four devices, costs 649 um, uh, in India. And is the costliest streaming service in the country. Uh, surprisingly, not surprisingly, Netflix has uh, has seen has seen a boost in business. Now they've cracked down on subscriptions. Company revealed that it has gained 5.9 million subscribers in 2023, 
Whereas in uh, last year, they lost subscribers for the first time in a decade. So, uh, quote, uh, revenue in each region is now higher than pre-launch with signups exceeding cancellations. The cancel reaction was low and we're still in the early stages of modernization and we're seeing a healthy conversion of borrower households into full-paid Netflix memberships as well as an uptake of our extra member feature. So... Yeah, Netflix, Netflix. And also, actually, I'm going to go on to another story here. Netflix is also changing some of its free plans here in the United States. So as I was saying, Netflix is uh, changing uh, things up in India. Also, in the United States, there is uh, the cheapest ad-free plan is no longer $9.99 a month. It will now be $15.49 a month pegging another $5 onto your subscription if you don't want to watch ads. If you don't want to watch ads. Uh, so, you know, they just want more money. They're really squeezing everyone for money right now. It's not, it's not about inflation. Pure, absolute greed. But they also don't want to pay people for streaming revenue as well. So, you know, it's uh, not, 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 not surprised. Not surprised. Uh, so you can still get a ad-supported version for $6.99 a month. So um, you get all the TV shows and all but a few movies and TV shows for $6.99, uh, which, um, you know, sometimes some things just aren't available because of licensing. Then for $15.49, you can uh, watch uh, full HD and on two devices at the same time, you can add people for a fee. And then for $19.99 a month, you can watch on four devices at the same time and download onto six devices in Ultra HD. And you can add uh, two extra people onto the account that don't live in the household. So, okay. So, all right. Anyways, um, I, I obviously a bit of a money grab. Um, you know, they, they're losing subscribers. Missed revenue expectations, so now they're charging everyone else more, but refusing to pay everyone who makes those series anymore either. So, uh, if you decide to sign up for Netflix, sorry folks, the $9.99 plan for no ads is now no longer available. Speaking of other additional price hikes for streaming, YouTube... Hikes its prices for subscribers for the first time since 2018 for streaming uh, stuff. Uh, YouTube Premium Plan will now be $13.99 a month, up $2 before, according to a company's statement uh, on Thursday. And the price for the annual plan is now $139.99 a year for YouTube Premium. Uh, members who subscribed five years ago, including those who signed up originally through Google Play, will get three more months of subscription at the old price until the new price kicks in. In April, they introduced new features for premium users, including letting them host Google Meet sessions to watch videos on the platform together with other users. They also hiked YouTube Music from $1 to $10.99 a month in the United States and move following similar price hikes by Amazon Music. Apple Music, and Tidal. Uh, I don't actually know anyone who uses YouTube Premium myself, so, I mean, ugh, I don't know, I don't know. So, I mean, it kind of seems like they're a billion, I mean, all these companies, Netflix, 
YouTube. They're billion-dollar companies. I have a hard time understanding why they're not making money when they're bringing billions of dollars every year. Just a, li a little, a little strange, a little strange. But uh, do you have YouTube uh, uh, premium yourself? I don't even know what the YouTube premium features are, to be to be honest with you. So, all right. So, so things you get in YouTube premium. Things you get in YouTube premium. Uh, Ad-free and background play. Okay, so you can play YouTube videos while you have a screen lock, which I guess is a thing. Like, you know, if you're playing music, if you're listening to YouTube and, like, if you're at the gym, uh, you have to leave the screen open. Uh, you can download videos, apparently, when you really need them. Uh, so, like, if you're on a plane, all right. Um, YouTube Music Premium. Um, you can get, listen to music without interruptions. Uh, YouTube Originals, which, um, you know, they don't do that anymore. But sure, sure, sure. Okay, whatever. So, I don't know. I don't think it's an amazing deal. I mean, I'm quite sure what, uh, what you do with that. Uh, they do give you um, statistics of how much you're enjoying this. Uh, so they'll tell you how many hours of ad-free videos you've watched, how many uh, minutes and hours of background playing, how many YouTube music you've listened to, and uh, how many videos you've watched offline. So at least they tell you what you're paying for, but I don't know. I, I, I would have a hard time justifying spending that sort of money for YouTube, personally. But uh, apparently, apparently some people do it. Some people do it. Speaking of music and streaming and digital entertainment, my friends, uh, there's no price hike for uh, this wonderful commute, commute home show we have here. The Rock Sessions It's your drive time home show, making sure your evening commute home is fun, Hosted by the unbelievably amazing, unbelievably attractive, the unbelievably talented Rocks. Uh, she's going to bring you the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. Uh, my friend Rocks will make it rock, rock style, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. Do you want Friday? I'll throw in Friday. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. only here, my friends, on AWSM radio now my friends we go across the world to north korea yes north korea the place you definitely want to visit if uh well you wouldn't you wouldn't want to visit north korea unless you like to you know have weird you know communist cult tourism sort of thing wait wait someone made an unofficial or unplanned stop in north korea uh u.s second private Private second class Travis King apparently uh, defected to North Korea this week, running across the border uh, and into North Korea where he was detained by North Korean uh, soldiers and officials. Now, originally this was a report about, oh, a U.S. citizen has uh, been detained in North Korea. Then it was, oh, a U.S. citizen crossed the border has been detained. And then we kind of found out this is a soldier they ran across the border yelling, ha, 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 into North Korea. So the story that has now finally sort of come out as things have been verified is that uh, this gentleman, who's 23, uh, had been in held in detention in South Korea for about 60 days on assault charges. 
and was in the process of, of being expelled from the U.S. Army uh, Dishonorable Discharge and uh, instead defected, crossed the border into North Korea. What what happened was that um, he served 60 days in confinement. They're going to take him to the airport and he flies back to the United States to face uh, discharge procedures. They took him to the airport. Uh, the soldiers weren't allowed to escort him past security. So he went past security. They left. And then he didn't board the plane, left the airport, changed into civilian clothes, joined a uh, tour group, went to the DMZ zone, uh, the DMZ, broke off from the tour, and ran across the border laughing, ha ha, ha ha ha. Um, it was... That, I mean, honestly, weird. Weird, weird, weird. Um, apparently, the uh, security forces that were escorting the tour group chased after him, but he was pretty quick and moved across the demilitarized zone and was picked up by North Koreans. Um, so, for those who don't know North and South Korea, they're, they're, they're not exactly nice to each other, and there is a border between these two countries that is demilitarized. You're not allowed to cross this border. And, um, because technically North Korea and South Korea are still at war, technically. There's never been a peace treaty, only an armistice. And this one place along this border is where the two sides meet, talk, uh, have discussions, occasionally exchange people. And, uh, even in this DMZ zone, there is a border. If you cross it, they can yank you one way or another. Um, it's very, very very, uh, very marked out of where the border is. This joint security area, DMZ, technically people can go wherever they want within this village, but the last few decades, there's still a border that goes through this, uh, joint security area, even goes through some buildings. So when they have meetings, the border goes right through a table. So the North Korea side sits on the North Korea side, South Korea side sits on the South Korea side, but they do tours there. You can do tours there, and you can enter these buildings and technically step into North Korea, but only in those buildings and only during tours like that. So, anyways, this guy is in North Korea. They're trying to get him back. Uh, they don't know, uh, you know, how that is going to get him back. North Korea and the United States aren't exactly talking right now. They do not have official... Um, they do not have official, uh, diplomatic relations. Uh, North Korea has not said anything to anyone about it, except that they had detained someone illegally entering North Korea. Uh, the, um, very weird situation. I mean, it seems like he knew he was about to kick out of the army and just decided to run to North Korea. Weird. Uh, according to a tourist from New Zealand who was part of the group, they said the group was kind of milling around while being watched by South Korea and American soldiers uh, and said the soldiers of North Korea side seemed to be inside the building. And then she noticed a man, quote, running what looked like full gas towards North Korea. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, family has no idea why um, he would do that. And uh, his maternal grandfather said, quote, I can't see him doing that intentionally if he was in his right mind. Travis is a good guy. He wouldn't do nothing to hurt nobody. And I can't see him trying to 
hurt himself. So his mother was, quote, shocked by this news. Um, but also, not the first person, um, not the first person to defect North Korea. Uh, the last time someone defected North Korea was in 1962. Uh, James Dresnock, who's facing court-martial for taking an authorized overnight leave, walked across the heavily fortified North Korea border and defected there. So, um, we'll see if they get him back. If they do, he'll still face a variety, a variety of charges over here. But maybe he just won't come back. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, very weird situation in North Korea where this person apparently ran across the border to avoid being discharged from the military. And now he is in beautiful North Korea. I don't recommend going there. Moving on to crime. This week, a serial killer was captured. The, uh, the Gilgo Beach uh, serial killings, also known as the Long Island serial killer, uh was responsible for a series of killings between 1996 and 2011, uh, where the remains of 18 people were found on Gilgo Beach, located on the south shore of Long Island in New York. Most of these victims, however, were uh, sex workers who advertised on Craigslist. So there has been a lot of talk about how these cases did not get the attention they deserved because these people were... Uh, sex workers, and police uh, didn't really care if they ended up dead. I mean, obviously, they caught the guy, but there wasn't... Some folks are saying this guy could have been caught sooner if police uh, tried a little bit harder. But anyways, this uh, gentleman uh, by the name of um, Rex Herman uh, was finally, finally arrested this week and charged for the deaths of uh, three women. Uh, but he is connected up to 18 different murders along that along that beach. They call it because both all of them were found along this beach over the course of uh, a decade or two. Uh, and then, as well, uh, there's also a few of these murders that are being associated with John Bertroff, which was a carpenter who was convicted in 2017. Uh, 2017? No, he's convicted... In, uh, yeah, convicted in 2017 for the murders of two sex workers who were also buried in that area. But uh, this fella right here, this fella right here, they um, they feel pretty sure that he is responsible for the rest. Uh, they discovered um, a female hair that uh, was uh, in his house, and they also uh, connected a hair they found in a burlap sack. Uh, uh, in one of the bodies to a pizza crust that was thrown out in January. The police picked up and made it uh, to find it. Um, the, some of the DNA testing they used today were not available in the 90s and 2010s, but they saved that evidence and waited to see if technology improved. It sure did. And um, they were able to connect him to the murders of several, several people, uh, several sex workers in this area. The last murder they believe he committed was in 2011. Um, might have been others, but they, they have a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good window here of uh, murders. Uh, but 18 people between 1996 and 2011, most being sex workers. Uh, Long Island serial killer Rex Harmon 
uh, was 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 arrested. He's an architect, an architect, which is just kind of weird, weird architect. His house doesn't look all that fancy whatsoever. Um, but um, the weapon of choice apparently he was a knife, knifing. Uh, some of them they're still 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 starting to sort it out and whatnot. But um. Yeah, yeah, they they caught this guy. They caught this guy, and he's probably going to jail for the rest of his life. They seem to have a pretty good open and shut case. And his wife has now has now uh filed for divorce. Filed for divorce. In fact, his wife, <laughs> his wife, inadvertently kind of um, inadvertently kind of helped them figure out it was him. Apparently, apparently. Uh, according to the article, um, a female hair was discovered on the belt used to tie a victim's legs together, and two female hairs were discovered on another victim on tape used uh, to tie her up, and then one female hair was used uh, was found on another piece of tape, and um, they uh, took that hair, saved it, and then they um, took. Uh, got samples of the wise DNA and then led them to here and then they thought, oh, this might be the lady, but like most serial killers aren't women. And they were able to sort of track this guy down through cell phone records, make some connections, and um Yeah, it's 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 the guy. It's the guy. The Long Island serial killer looks like they got the guy. Uh so been charged, he's in jail. Trial probably be next year, and uh, one more serial killer off the streets. Although, you know what? The creepiest th statement I ever, I ever heard was from an FBI-like behavioral specialist, and he said, like, listen, we have these sort of standard things that we use to help us identify and catch serial killers, but these are, like, things that we know, like, when they've been sloppy, things we know. What concerns to me is, like, serial killers that we haven't figured out yet and don't know, and patterns we haven't seen yet, and we feel like there are more patterns that we don't see than the patterns that we do see. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, creepy statement. But anyways, the Long Island serial killer, the Gilgo Beach serial killer killers, um, he has been arrested and is now awaiting trial. My friends, changing gears with no segue because it seems inappropriate. Sports! Listen, my friends, we all love sports, and for all things NBA, you need to be here Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. for To the Rack with Mac. To the Rack with Mac is your go-to spot for all things basketball. Join NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you a full hour of high-flying hoops expertise for all things NBA. It's Wednesdays at 9 p.m. with To the Rack with Mac. And then at 10 p.m., it's What's Going On. What's going on is our Fox Sports affiliate show, providing listeners with over 150 combined years of sports knowledge. Hosted by Nate Brown and his crew, they have been a staple of Western New York sports for the past two decades. And now, friends, they're national. That's Wednesdays at 10 p.m. So just to review, for all your sports needs, 9 p.m. to the Rack with Mac, 10 p.m. What's going on? Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. Finally this week, my friends, sports can be dangerous. You can break bones and legs and etc. But usually if you're a player, not a coach, but not this week, for third base coach of the Miami Marlins, jo Jody Reed, 
suffered a fractured lower leg when he was hit by a foul ball off the bat of, of uh, Jesus Sanchez during Wednesday game against St. Louis. Uh, he had to be, well, can't, can't coach third base with a broken leg, obviously, and uh, he had to be replaced by uh, Marlins quality control coach, which I don't know what that position does, Griffin Benedict, for the rest of the game, which they did lose 6-4. to four. Just for you statistic nerds out there, Reed uh, had a 270 average with 27 homers, 392 RBIs during his 11-year playing career from 1987 to 1997. He managed the minor leagues in New for the New York Yankees and Los Angeles Dodgers before joining the Marlins as its third base coach. Hopefully, he'll be back on his feet with a mended leg very soon. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up this week's stellar edition, I might add, of the Saturday Report with me, called Sebastian Taylor. Thank you for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, the threads, the Instagram, the counter social, the twitch.tv, Facebook, Carrier Pigeon, all at Colt S. Taylor. Be sure to bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com. And if you're too entirely too busy this weekend in an inflatable hot tub or like going to a fancy winery somewhere in northeast Pennsylvania, you can subscribe to the podcast version of the show at anchor.fm slash Taylor, where I post the episode, you know, on, uh, on Sunday. So check me out there. Until next time, my friends, I'm Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later. And my friends, thank you once again for listening to the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. I appreciate it. Check out socialbeat.io, links in the post below, for all of your social media management needs. And I'll see you here next week on the podcast version of the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor.